You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. We'd like to award this year's Pulitzer Prize to Mr. X. Unfortunately, we don't know who he is, so his cash award will be used to feed starving children. No! I'm Mr. X. Give me, give me. We'll need some proof. Ta-da! He is Mr. X. Ha! Thank you, folks. What proof do we have it's really you tonight, Mr. X? Who needs any? (laughs) (laughs) I found that. I just said, you know, I think there's more from that Simpsons soundbite than I've collected many years ago. And sure enough, I was like, oh, there's a lot of other good stuff in here. I've got to get it out. Before we get into everything, that soundbite dovetails into this electronic mail I received from uh-oh. one Gus Curtin. You're like, uh-oh. We got a lot yeah. of mail, by the way. Oh, I have yeah. more Mr. X mail than I have mm-hmm. ever had. And a lot of it's good. Some of it's <laughs> not so good. But okay. we'll take them one at a time, Mr. X. Here we go. By the way, how are you enjoying the Titans and the Niners right now? So far, so good at the half. <laughs> 10 nothing at the half. <laughs> Although the Titans are driving right now, I see. And they've just scored, actually. So there you go. Okay, all right, here is, how do we know it's Mr. X? This from Gus Curtin. Mr. X at Costco? I was in line at the DC Costco this morning. As I looked at the guy in line in front of me, I thought, could that be Mr. X? My reasons were as follows. One, man was age appropriate for what I would estimate X's age to be. Two, He had what appeared to be a grown son with him that would be about the age of either X2 or X3. Three, he had on a country club wind shirt. Four. That ain't right. (laughs) Four. Hold on. Four. All he was buying was two bags of charcoal and enough alcohol for an infantry platoon to have a weekend bender. P.S. I've got personal experience with this myself. And number five, I heard him speak. And while not a perfect match, the voice was similar enough that I thought it was possible. Anyway, next time you talk to Mr. X, that'd be now, ask him about it. And if it was him, tell him I was the guy in the red sport coat. I didn't have the guts to ask him if the Ravens-Bengals line this weekend was a true two-and-a-half trap or not. I didn't want to be mortally embarrassed if I was wrong. Merry Christmas, Gus <laughs> Curtin. Well, not, not me, Gus. Nope. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you some of those criteria. The country club shirt, though, man, that ain't flying. But the rest of it, uh, well, it could have been could too hard. Can I push a button somehow? I'm I know, right? Too much. <laughs> I didn't um, know they still made that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny that there's now ghost pseudo sightings of you at Costco. Do you shop at Costco? You know, I, I always did all through raising kids. I mean, my guy sure. go there once a month and fill the freaking garage with stuff right. for the four boys. But now that they're gone and it's uh, way away at the two of them out of the house and two away at college, 
Um, I will for maybe, uh, you know, uh, when everyone's getting together, but no, I don't have a need to go there anymore. I sure, I sure wished I bought stock in them years ago though. I spent plenty. All right. Let's go through some of the email and then we'll get into the NFL picks this weekend and our releases and how the, the league did last week and everything else. Here's one from Eric Kaiser, Mr. Xmas gift steen one percent premium here always like to get in good hour walk in on sunday mornings here in tampa good sweat justifies the crap i put into my body all day watching games anyhow you are looking live and all of your other pods have been listened to like so i have been listened to so i like to check out church's fantasy football weekly and then nerd out on their stats they do a great job by the way and not just for fantasy well today i thought let's check zabe's pod just in case and boom there was mr x for free on a Friday. I learn something new every time with him. My favorite (laughs) is the teaser strategy. Make sure you are crossing over the key numbers, not zero. Plus, I always love how he has one more thing when you're ready to do your picks. Appreciate all you do. More charge. Love, Jay. F. Carroll. And more Mr. X. Merry Christmas, Eric Kaiser. Oh, I love Carol. I've never met Carol, but she's great. Other than that, okay. This one from uh, uh, Joe, Mr. X. Thanks. Thanks for letting Mr. X roam this week. I like listening to you because it genuinely sounds like two guys sitting down at the bar and just shooting the shit. Keep up the good work. All right. Now we turn a little bit darker. All right. Please have Mr. X explain why one-yard touchdowns are delineated from any others. That is, if a short touchdown passes is easier than short touchdown runs, why don't more teams just pass for short TDs near the goal line? Don't they go with what they think will be the most likely successful with their quarterback and their offensive core? Then, who is on the subjective committee who waits the merit of each TD pass? After that, ask who's on the committee that defines if it's so easy, why aren't all QBs padding their stats with so many short touchdowns. Additionally, why aren't more QBs padding their stats with less INTs? Let's make it easy and start with a hypothesis that the last two questions have the same answer and Mr. X can work on disproof of that. Let us not make the mistake of discounting one great player for the benefit of being on the field with exceptional teammates. I like Mr. X, but this short touchdown pass, not as good as long touchdown pass, is a miss for such an otherwise logical guy. That's from Johnny Hefner. Okay. The whole take that I had has been completely twisted by you guys. I never oh, I never said anything about what I'm getting at is when a team has the ball first and goal on the one, it is the team's goal to get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. All I said was, while most teams might choose to run there and get a touchdown, Rodgers always chooses to throw there to Devontae Adams and get a one-yard touchdown. Yes, congratulations. The goal is for your team to score. All I said is they throw from there more than any other team in the league. He will have higher numbers. Congratulations. Good for him. All right. Kind of like the running back who gets the ball all the time on the goal line will get more touchdowns than the running back who's a third down back. That was my observation, okay. and I stand by it. Okay. Well, that observation is mostly out of your ass. You have not done the legwork on it. At least I've not I've heard it. it. Sit on my ass and watch it happen work. Okay. <laughs> Mike 
Mike Brandenburg emails. He did the work. After listening, Uh-oh. Zabe, to Mr. X today uses Rodgers throws a lot of one-yard touchdowns to Adams' narrative, I had to check to see if he was actually correct. Of Brady's 36 touchdowns, 19 are of 10 yards or less, 13 less than 5 yards. Rodgers, meanwhile, has 27 touchdown passes, of which 12 are less than 10 yards, fewer than Brady, and 10 of them are 5 yards or less, also fewer than Brady. Either way, both are great QBs, but X just doesn't want to put Rodgers in the same category. I say if you gave Rodgers the same defenses as Brady throughout his career, he would have the same, if not more, uh, rings. Keep up the way above mediocre work, Mike Brandenburg. <laughs> That's a one-year sample space. I was talking about a career. Done. Oh, <laughs> oh look how nimbly he moves the goalposts. What are you, Fauci no, all of a sudden? This oh, year that's I said a one- his career. Oh, yeah. career. By I'll the way, by the way, by the way, <laughs> by the way, let me just say, stay for the record. Uh-huh. Brady, greater sign Rodgers as a player, yeah, whatever. as a winner, and as a total quarterback. I have no argument with that. Sure. I, I think this year, though, it's going to be hard to, yeah. I, I, well, I don't say it'd be hard to deny Rodgers. Rodgers, by the way, is the new favorite. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're at, pretty even. Well, about yeah. pretty even at, at MVP. And and your boy got shut out oh, and then was terrible. seen yelling at Dennis Allen saying, go fuck yourself and pitching yeah, about the referees. Oh, finally, I got a P.I. And then showing up to the postgame presser in a white T-shirt and nothing more to prove how angry he was at his being shut out. <laughs> okay. You know, neither one of them's the MVP, but let's not digress. Who's the MVP? Seriously, this year? It, it won't be because it's a vote and it's quarterback heavy. It's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been insanely productive. Ridiculous what he's doing compared to all other people that you know play the position. He's, he's been crazy. insanely productive. I don't know if he's a game changer. Oof, I don't know. Okay. He certainly should be in the conversation, but he won't be. Let's, right. How's that? Uh, Sonny V says, oh, yeah, the one-yard touchdown pass, much tougher than the flare pass out of the backfield that goes for a 50-yard touchdown with all the work done by the receiver and the blockers, plus one Zabe. <laughs> then there's this. Uh, Sean Davis I've written to you before about your lack of introduction of guests if you don't want them to stiffen up do a recorded introduction add it to the beginning of the podcast that said Mr. X is still a pompous ass ain't nobody want to hear a full damn hour of gambling Solly told you as much keep up the great work Merry Christmas love your show even though X sucks (laughs) Hey, wait, was that? Wait a minute. Did Mrs. X send that one in? <laughs> All right. That said, what would you like to add as your own self scout from last week? Well, first of all, I look, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. When, you know, the emails are, oh my God, more X on Friday. That was great. Thank you. And then, like the last one, it sucks. I don't know. What do you do? Flip a coin? I mean, I, I don't I, I don't know how you decide what works and not because I guess the bottom line is you can only you can everybody only everybody has loves and hates. I don't know. No, man. You can only be who you are. You can only well, be who you are. I will I, say the yeah. only thing I I'm sorry, go ahead. No, never say never say go ahead. That's rule okay. number one. Never say I'm sorry and stop talking and never say go ahead. Either just cut your own comments off and let the other person take the puck. Or keep fighting for the puck 
This is the analogy I use in sports talk radio. There are skirmishes. I've had program directors that say, don't talk over each other. And I say, that's ridiculous because when you're sitting down at a bar, there's talking over each other at times. Much like in hockey, you can't say, well, don't touch the other guy. He's got the puck. Just let him do what he wants to do, and then he'll pass it eventually. At times, there's skirmishes for the puck. Okay, go ahead. Wait, I just violated my own rule. Well, you just broke that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I've been doing this pod with you. I think this is our fourth football season. Okay. And when we started this, you kind of laid out to people, this is who Mr. X is. He's not a radio guy. He's not a media guy. He's not. He's he's a gambler who has some stories, some insights, some blah 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 blah. And you know what? Four years later, I'm no freaking better at it. That's not true. <laughs> well, no, I'm no better at talking on the radio. That's um, not like, true. Oh well, okay. I'm here to and tell he, you, you are better. Really, I, it doesn't seem like it when I play him back. But here we are in year four, and you just told me rule number one. Where was rule number one yeah, the first three and a half I years? It, does, it doesn't but, happen very often, but yeah. No, but but I will say that you know you know I listen to these things because I know I'm out of my element talking when you have Solly and Scott Lynn and you know even Jay to some degree. Guys, that this is what they do and they're good at it. Um, this isn't what I do, and I'm not that good at it. What I am good at is gambling. What I am good at is, and that doesn't mean picking the winners, although it sure as hell helps when this is 34 years of doing it and knowing the lessons learned and knowing the numbers and knowing when to find value and what to stay away from. And, you know, that's what I do. Um, and, yeah, I sometimes babble through this. And what is it they always call me? Unprofessional? No kidding. <laughs> okay. What's the, you know, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, well, in your defense, you have gotten better. Um, and most <laughs> of the time you, you do just fine and nobody wants you to be a, a polished. Hello, everybody. I'm Mr. X. Here's our gambling selections for the week. Right. That's not what they want. I think at times you could be a touch more efficient where you sure. say more with a little bit less verbiage. And I said a lot of a lot of my short temperedness with you comes from the fact that it's at the end of my work week, and I'm usually just impatient. And I'm like, let's wrap this that's thing. Fair. Up. So that's, that's fair. fair. So that's my self scout. So with that said, well, as as the email said, wait one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the only thing I have issue with, and maybe it's not the time is. You have so many irons and so many fires with multiple radio shows over the last couple of years and pods and this and that. You might be surprised since I started doing this with you. I have a log oh God. of every podcast. And Are the you, reason I that did, you've done with you. Yes, yes. Only mine. No, I'm not tracking those other clowns too. Just me. Because um, that first year we had a rule that the show was give a gambling lesson, give a gambling story, and then we make some things. I never wanted to repeat a story or a lesson, and I kept the log ever since. And my point, what happens is you've heard a story before, but you sometimes don't realize it wasn't on the podcast before. It was somewhere else. I'm not repeating them because I have the log, and I don't tell the story twice. But your first thought is, ah, shit, actually, you already told us that. It's like, well, not this group. Okay, well, now you're, you're, again, you're, you're cutting it pretty fine there. Sure. Okay. You, you might say, well, this audience hasn't heard the story before. I've heard the story before. So okay. that makes me impatient where I'm like, That's right. okay, I've heard this story. That's correct. Okay. 
I think I'm you, not here for you. I'm here for the loyal listeners. I think you, I think you need more. I think you need more stories. You ever hear about uh, the time I lost a thousand dollars because Nick Stauskas couldn't hit a fucking free throw with two point three seconds left after Michigan pissed away the biggest lead you've ever seen against who was it? It was like Cincinnati or someone like that in the NCAA tournament. Who did they piss that lead away to? It was a non-traditional opponent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I had to leave the sports book at the Hard Rock because I could see this lead getting just disappearing. They were they were getting so sloppy with it. Might have been Tennessee actually. I was there. I know you were there. I can't remember who yeah. it was. He pissed it away at. But but I had, I had Michigan minus two and a half. They're up yep. one. He gets fouled. He's a ninety percenter, and he only makes one out of two. Womp womp. My one big bet. Thousand dollars down the drain. Oh, well, yeah, it happens. Yeah, I got a $1,000 story. I got it back the next year right. uh, when Gonzaga beat UCLA. And then I added and to Steve it. Steve Alford quit. Steve Alford quit. Pulled his starters with 45 seconds left in the game. It was shocking. Like, nobody does that. He always no. fell down to the end. And then uh, and then got even more back when Kansas pummeled Purdue uh, the following year. And I have not laid $1,000 on a single sporting outcome ever since. But there will come uh, a time again. Beg to differ with you. <laughs> What did I do? Oh, with you that one time on the well, Lakers, right? No. You, oh, the the Redskins against the Philly. Eagles week 15 Correct. in Kirk's best year, the, the game in which he actually uh, took a knee and ended the first half because he was a dumb fuck. They still won that game going away. Jordan Reed was unstoppable that game. Yep. And I just had a feeling. I, I think I gave you alert alert uh, on the days before the game. Because oh, my yes. vibe with Cooley, I'm like, they're going to go kill Philadelphia. Yep, yep. All right, very good. Let's get to the rest uh, of your docket of issues. We are enjoying right now a lovely, relaxing fireside chat. Can you hear the fire? With Mr. X. We're not going anywhere. we got nothing else to do. If you are not a subscriber over on the premium channel, there is nearly an hour with me, Scott, and Solly. That is available. You can be part of the premium nation here at Zabecast Industries, not really an industry, for a mere $4.99 a month. Thank you for your patronage. That's where it is. Okay. Ooh, warm fire. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's get to some stuff for the week before we get to our picks. What's number okay. one on your docket? Well, uh, I got the whole crew home um, almost. One X1's coming tomorrow. And last night I was going to tell you that their favorite thing to do when all the boys are home, other than act like nine-year-olds, mm-hmm. is to. Last night they were going over dad's worst takes. <laughs> worst so takes in the living room with you guys? No, no. You know how they, what is it they call it today? Freezing cold takes. Right. And we were going did, over did they, the ones. Did they go through your Twitter timeline and find a few? No, no, I don't put a lot on there. Most, the favorite one was back. I used to go to the NCAA first two rounds with a buddy, same guy, every year for about a decade. And I remember going the year that Wake Forest was playing. They had uh, Tim Duncan. And I made the case. I said that, you know, Wake Forest has a guy who's going to be an absolute star in the NBA. And it's not Duncan. It's Randolph Childress. <laughs> Miss that one a little bit. They love telling their friends. Yeah, my dad. He does. He's not Duncan. It's Childress. That's the guy. Hey, I once called uh, Patrick Ramsey a young Brett Favre. I once yep. said that I thought Mark Allery was the next Kevin McHale. <laughs> I said some dumb shit over the years. Yeah. 
I once said yeah. I would have traded three number ones for Jay Williams out of Duke. Yeah. The fun part of this, you know, the guys who never, ever, ever say anything wrong, you know, Doc Walker, Stephen A. Smith. I mean, never admit, not, never admit they were right. Wrong. That's what I mean. It's fun to remember. The other one I, I told him that last night, I said, there's one that was worse than Duncan. And that was when I was at the Redskins Super Bowl in 88. And if you remember, that was the year um, Williams took over the last game of the season. And in the Super Bowl, they're down 10 nothing, and he had that knee injury. He went down, and in comes Jay Schrader. And I looked at the guy next to me, and I said, I've got a real feeling that Jay Schrader's going to lead a comeback here. <laughs> Two plays later, Williams comes back in and throws four <laughs> TDs in the second quarter. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bad. run on that one, too. Anyway, but I'll tell you, the other thing I was thinking about is, I, you know, I'm kind of learning about the gambling industry today and how it's different through my college kids. And it's what really bothers me because X3, he doesn't know anything. And he's home doing all, let's call it the DraftKings. Um, what's the other one? Um, Fan FanDuel. All that stuff. And I'm like, God. And it's painful because... It made me realize you know, when I really started this, 1988, every bookmaker there was required a minimum of $100 on each bet of a game. And the point there is not, oh, hey, Mr. Big Shot, because that was 1988. That was a little more money then than today. Yeah. But you actually – well, yeah, they hated back then. It was administration reasons. It wasn't. It wasn't calculated on the web. There was a guy with a sheet of paper scoring your games. But the point is, you had to have a conviction to take San Fran minus three, because you had to reach in your wallet of uh, substance. Right now, these kids, what it is is, you know, you're in college and you got a choice on Sunday of spend ten more bucks on beer or do a five team parlay. <laughs> Okay, so what are they doing? These guys are like, I see him miss something. I hear him watching a basketball. I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, that was the fourth. You know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's such money that they don't care. And this generation, okay, shakes fist at Sky, mm -hmm. is growing up learning to try to turn $5 into 500 because that's what they talk about on those various, you know, on the fandals of the world. And it's crazy. And then like X4 driving him home from college. He mentioned something about buying a stock. And I'm like, wait, what? You don't have money. What are you doing? And he bought a stock that he overheard me talking about. And I'm like, well, it trades at $1,200 a share. He goes, yeah, but on Robinhood, I could get $25 worth. Like, uh, what the hell is that? Uh, this, uh. this DraftKings, Robinhood, all this stuff, everything's geared towards squeezing 20 bucks out of a college kid. And they don't care. And I just kind of feel like... I, I, in many ways, my bets in the first five or six years as a gambler, man, I put so much into every one of them because it mattered. Now it's just all these crazy in-game, you know, four four piece parlays. Blah, blah. It's just it's kind of hard to watch. Does that make sense? Well, no. I but do you understand why these big companies are doing this? Yeah, I'd rather have a small piece of a bazillion pies than one one bigger pie. It's also easier. It's the uh, it's the tunneling out of prison, one pant leg full of dirt a day at break yeah. at a time. It's robbing yeah. a jewelry store of one earring a day until it's bare. 
It's an easier yeah. way to do it, and they're and it's mechanized. It is mechanized, weaponized, and right in your kid's pocket. Five you here, ten there, twenty yeah. here. Bing, yeah. bang, boom. Next thing you know, they don't even know they're probably spending sixty bucks a that. month, losing right. sixty bucks a month. That's a yeah. great subscription plan. It's it's nice. It, it it works. I guess I just feel like it's not only do they not notice they're losing it, they never do the homework because it's not important. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that disappoints you as a gambling father. I guess. <laughs> well, I guess I just okay, whatever you do in my my rule my kids always say, whatever you decide to do, let's let's think about it, research it, do the very best you can. I don't like whims. I like to, you know, do the best you can at whatever that choice is. But we also have um the one I was gonna tell you is we, Mrs. X, you know, can the one thing she just cannot tolerate is all day basketball, NBA on Christmas Day every year. And when my kids come home, they just want to watch NBA, which of sure. course, you know, I can't stand. But this year, they're, and, and my um, son says to my mom, look, if LeBron and Kobe can give up their Christmas every year of their life, at least we can watch it. You know? <laughs> but this year, there was a workaround the other day. She said she was some, there was a, game or something she said we're gonna have to watch basketball all day on christmas i said i got a deal this year we won't watch any nba on christmas she's like great thank you well of course this year the nfl's on christmas day but he didn't (laughs) she didn't read the fine print (laughs) hey basketball is still better than cable news all day introducing venture x capital one's new travel card for people always asking where next you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through capital one travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with venture x plus receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1300 airport lounges the venture x card from capital one what's in your wallet terms apply see capital one.com for details You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. And that includes CNBC. Now, my father-in-law, he'll just park on Fox News all day, and it drives me crazy. It's literally, it triggers me within minutes of it being on. I don't want to hear it. And then my dad, he parks on CNBC. And while we were away at Deep Creek Lake, I noticed it was on all day, and I I had to get up and forcibly grab the remote and change it to the Hallmark Channel. I just didn't want to hear it. So I would take basketball over those two choices any day. Yes, it is. That's for sure. I just, NBA is a hard watch, especially early in the year, but yeah, well, anyway, all right, She'll, let's gonna get... have to show her the fine print on uh, Christmas. She's not, she's going to claim you promise. I'm going to say, no, no, no. We promise basketball. <laughs> all right. Uh, the Titans have come storming back right now. Mid game update. They are now up 17 to 10 touchdown well, to AJ Brown. Actually extra point is good. So now they're up 17 to 10. Well, A.J. Brown, you thought, was going to be out of the game. Last minute, nope, he's in. That changes things. Okay. Changes him a lot. All right. Uh, Now that I'm a Packer fan, (laughs) you say it's time for me to really understand why non-cheeseheads are sick of Rodgers. I'm all ears. 
Yes, in fact, the email you started out with really was a, a, a perfect case of this. Look, similar to what you said, Rogers, Brady, Marino, Montana, whatever. You know, they're all great, and that's fine. The nauseating part from an and I like the Packers not not, not because of the Packers. I mean, I've always loved the um, the Wisconsin fans. They seem devoted, convicted, have a good time, all that stuff. But for ever since Rogers has been around. Every single year, it's, well, we didn't win because we didn't have a defense. We didn't win because we don't have any receivers. We didn't win because of the coach. We didn't win because of the front office. We didn't win. And it just gets, it's like, it just gets so frustrating. Like, well, Brady had a better defense and so-and-so has better coaching. And so and and it's like, you, you watch the Packers after they, whenever anything goes wrong and the season ends, and last year was the analytics, every year, there's some excuse as to why he's not God, and it just gets old. Okay, so That's you think part. you think you think he doesn't receive blame for when his team comes up short, which he should, because in this league, the quarterbacks get all the glory and they get and- all the blame. I guess I'm not. That's that's a very good point. It does the bottom line is when you talk about titles, it, you know, a quarterback turns teams around, etc. I'm not saying he deserves blame. I'm just tired of the constant blaming of every other piece of the puzzle every year. What can we blame that doesn't start with Rodgers? Maybe he's not to blame. Just like you know, hey, when Brady and Rodgers don't win this year, it's not going to be because of Brady or Rodgers. It's going to be something else. But I'm just tired. To the rest of the country, it's like, yes, we know he's the best there ever was. You've been to a Super Bowl, and the other years it was some other problem. Yeah, it just gets old. All right, that let's talk. Sense. Let's talk tactics. The uh, Harbaugh two-point conversion. You want to add your two cents to the okay. two-point discussion? Well, there's there's two parts to that. Number one is. Okay, Harbaugh. I'm, I love it when go for the win, by the way. Uh, in today's offensive games, I feel like you have a better chance of scoring versus not scoring, so why don't you take it? And that's fine. However, Mr. Analytics, the big thing everybody's learned is when you're down 14, you go for two on the first one. There's no reason, if you're Harbaugh, to kick the first and go for it all on the second like he did last week. If he'd gone for it on the first one, that's the play. So I think that part kind of slipped through the radar of if you're willing to go for two and the win on the second touchdown, you should have done it the first time, a little earlier in that quarter. And what does that do for you? Well, what it does for you is, first of all, think of it this way. If I get two touchdowns, I need a two-pointer to win. If you go on the first one and get it, it's in the bank. It's done. Now you win on the next one. But if you miss on the first, you now got two tries to just break even. It, the percentage, that's the whole big thing with analytics now is it showed the percentages are, if you want to kick twice and tie, go ahead. But if you want to win, you go on the first one. There's a flaw, though, in okay. or there's a, there, there is something that is unaccounted for by many people in that go for two early equation. Do you know what, I it, know is? what it is? I do. Go ahead. Oh, oh, and the go early. No, I guess I'm going to say something. To me, the flaw in this whole thing is every time that they talk about it, especially on television, there's this assumption that the kick is automatic. Hello, they're hitting 92% lowest in, in 20 years this year. Is that the so extra point not, number, 92? This year, it's the lowest. Before last week, it was the lowest in like 20 years. I think so all I'm saying is if you're going to only hit 92%, that impacts your go for two choice. Yeah. No, the flaw which is always forgotten. What's the your flaw in the logic. First of all, as I said yesterday with Jay, 
if you're going to go for two to, quote, win the game, then making it better win the game, period, end of story. Him, Them getting the two would not have won the game, as I pointed out. There's 42 seconds left, plus a timeout, plus Aaron Rodgers. So you never so, want to risk loot. And if you don't get the two, which they didn't, now you've lost. That's it. Crap seven, clear the line. Here comes the bamboo cane. I never want to go for it if it's, an, it's a lopsided reward, where if you get it, you still don't win. But if you don't, you lose. Boo, bad deal there. You disagree? I do. Because you're exactly right. Rodgers is going to give them. The, Rodgers is going to. If, if they kick why? or. Here's why. If they kick or make the two, Rodgers will end the game with a field goal attempt. Well, he won't attempt it. He'll get them in position for a field goal attempt. That is correct. That'll be the last play of the game. The difference is when you kick, that field goal is win or tie as opposed to win or lose. I prefer to be on the side where, you know, I can win. If if he misses the kick, I win. Whereas in your theory, you say, oh, there's going to be another one. If he misses the kick, we tie. Well, I'd like to win. Yeah, but I think there's a lot to be said for it. What's the flow of the game? You've come back from oh, 14 question. down. Momentum's yeah. on your side. You're at home. That should factor in. And a lot of bad things can happen to the other team if you go into overtime tied. You're rolling. Yeah, you know, the crowd is loud. I like, yeah. and, and to 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 not get it, you lose immediately. This is the same thing as going for it on fourth and one on your own side of the field, when getting the fourth and one only gives you more yards yeah. and first downs to go. There better be a tangible point reward for going for it in a fourth and one or going for two. There was not a tangible reward for it because the game was far from over. That's why I didn't like it. But anyway, back to my original thing. The flaw, the the overlooked element in go for two early is if you convert that to on the first of two touchdowns to come back and the lead is now six, you're going to find a very different defense awaiting you the next time you get the ball. I can assure you of that. Having watched oodles and oodles of football games where teams go into these soft prevents, that's what the Packers were, and that's why they marched right down the field on the first of the two touchdowns. They They play prevent up seven, but they don't play prevent up six? No, they don't play pre- because because they will die if they allow a touchdown only up six. You will find a much more aggressive, much more fierce defense, guaranteed. You dispute that? That makes sense. I would I would apply that to the two, though. That's something I've always said is when you go for two early, like on that first touchdown, what kind of defense are you facing? Ah, eh, we're up eight. They just scored. You're half off the field. Oh, wait, they're going for two. But when you go for two and the game's on the line, you see that A1 defense. You're exactly right. So it works both ways. Now, the flip of of that is if you go for the two early and you miss, and now you're down eight, you're going to get much more preventy looks the next time you get the ball because they're going to go, well, they have to go all the way down the field and they have to score a touchdown. Then they have to get a two-point conversion. How many times have I seen a team with the lead think, we're good, we're good. They got to go all the way down the field. They got to score. Oh, shit, they're already over the 50. How'd that happen? Well, let's just let's just wait and rest up for the two pointer after they score. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. I got one idea though. When you go for two, I mean, you know, it's easy hindsight, but when you go, as soon as they snap that ball, six guys ran to cover Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the stadium knew where that ball was going, yeah. and if you saw that play right at the snap, the free safety left Hollywood Brown, 
who was wide open. And it's like, and it's like, let's, as soon as they snap it, everybody, it was like a kid on the playground. Go get the big kid as soon as they snap the ball. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple of things. Dolphin streaks. Uh, they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, I know you mentioned that becoming a Fins fan, and it is the NFL. You, you play who you play. But the Dolphins had one of the craziest schedules this year with ridiculous front loaded, and they lost seven in a row after the. And then the last, yes, they've won six in a row. I know that, and it counts to win in this league. But during that time, I mean, they have beaten the Jets twice, the Giants, the Panthers, and I think maybe Jets. They have just had five of those wins versus the bottom three teams. Their schedule was really crazy. I bet they don't win another game. They finish seven and ten. Really? Who do they got left? Well, it's funny. I don't know. Um, but it's not easy. He'll okay. be a dog in all three games. I know that much. Uh, they get the Saints on Monday night, who are, going, who are who are going to start. Uh, I forget who they're throwing in at quarterback because both Simeon and Taysom Hill are out with COVID. Okay, the Dolphins are back in it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll get the guy. Maybe the uh, the Wolf will cut the guy they had this week, and he'll just become the new traveling COVID quarterback. Oh, hold on, I, got, I heard this today. Saints name QB. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Ian Book. Ian Book. Oh, the wow. Notre Dame product is going to get the start. Wow. Jeez. Good luck on that one. Okay, yeah. okay uh, next point you have before we get to our picks and uh, the spreads. Well, how about the um, – <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that rule again on Monday night, the new NFL rule where you don't kick the PAT. Oh. And the yeah. Bears um, Monday night trailing uh, – who did they play? Vikes, right? Yes. Oh my God, the Vikings and the 80 yards passing by Kirk Cousins somehow wins a football game in the NFL. It was crazy. But uh, I think what the Bears – if, if it was seven, field, it, I think I think it was seven and a half was the spread. Seven, they scored seven a touchdown half. with zeros to cut it to eight, and they didn't yes. kick the extra point by rule. Right, they used to make you run that play, in the, and it was about I don't know, I can't tra- track time. Three or four years ago, they finally realized how stupid it was. Let them go to the locker room. They used to bring them out of the locker room to run that play. Believe it or not, <laughs> and now they don't. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I, I was. Do you have, a, do you have a problem with that? Do you want to change that rule? Well, I had a problem at midnight on Monday. I'll tell you that much. Okay. <laughs> Since I had the Bears in seven and a half, yeah, I had a problem with it. But um, now, nah, I mean, it's not going to change. I just I had forgotten it, and for a brief moment there, I thought I had covered that one. But no, the Vikings were god awful. If the Bears, if the rule was, you know, if you got points for getting to the twenty, I think what the Bears win forty-two to seven. But I think you have to go all the way in. Right, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. it was. They went twenty to twenty so easy, and cousins was well, cousins. But, All right, yeah. uh, let's let's recap last week. By my calculation, I went two and one. Well, yes, you did. Which brings you to twenty three, twenty one, and one on the year fifty two percent. Bro, I mean the overall record for the year is nothing to brag about. I'm barely breaking even on the vig. What's the break even on the vig? Fifty six percent. 52 and a half. 52 and a half. So I'm, I'm right there. I, but but look, forget the Omicron surge. Look at the Zabe surge since about six weeks ago. I want you to break out my last six weeks against the number because I think I've been very strong as of late. Well, 
let's yes you incredibly strong of late so you you did the old go bad early get rid of all the low-hanging fruit and then the guys who stick with you have benefited greatly is that where we're going i just i want you to cherry pick a a week in which i i started to turn things around and see what my number is and by the way my picks last week i had uh i had the colts minus two and a half that was a win Bills minus 10 and a half. That was a lucky cover because they converted a fourth and three at the 212 mark because they had to keep grinding because they were worried about not polishing off the Panthers and they scored a touchdown on it. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And then I had Seattle plus four at the Rams, which got moved by the time we were done recording. And so I'm just going to say, look, you know. That that was it. That was a game in which I didn't know they were going to move it, and there's going to be all these COVID issues. And the uh, the Seahawks hung in there for a good part of the night, but then they got Cooper Cupped. Well, should I? That was the lock of the week. You want me to delete that one because no, of the, uh, no, the lock is the lock. Okay. The lock is the lock. So what is my what is my last true. six week surge number here? Well, let me say you you had won the lock. I think five in a row okay. until this week. So mm-hmm. that's that's what counts. If you want to know the others. Well, let's say I gave you all that time, all that ramble time to add up a simple five-week tally. Best place to slice it. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick the last five weeks where I've hit my locks. I had a three and zero in there as well. The one week that all the favorites won, and everyone had a good week. Five and one, six, seven and two, eight, nine and three, thirteen and five. The last six. How's that? Thirteen and five. Pretty, there you go. Pretty good. I got three games you can move on this week as if the, they've already been played. All right. I want you to mortgage your house. I want you to liquidate your 401k. I want you to jump on these games like you've never jumped on games before. We'll get to those in just a second. Last week, Mr. X, how were you? Oh, shoot. I thought you were skipping over me and I was kind of pleased. Oh, oh well. No, I did not do well last week. I broke my good. I was one and two overall and missed a lot. I had Tennessee as the lock and I still don't know how they lost to Pittsburgh. It was mm-hmm. four turnovers. Uh, I had Baltimore winner and I lost Denver versus Cincinnati. Wow. So I am uh, they, eight, six, one in locks. You're eight and seven. I got a slim half game lead and I'm trying to go to the four corners right now. And what is your overall for the year on this podcast? Uh, 26, 17 and two, exactly 60%, which I'll take okay. pretty good between the two of us, by the way, for more of Mr. X and, of course, his absolute last-minute selections, which is the only way to really gamble on games in the NFL. Remember, these are Thursday selections, which is way too early to actually be putting money, but I make him put these picks down because we are in the entertainment business, and that's what we do. Go to callmemrx.com. You can find all his information there. How did the public do last week, and what did the overs, unders, favorites, public plays, all that stuff? Yeah, it's kind of even. Last week, favorites actually finally won, even though it was eight, seven, and one. They're still at forty-seven percent on the year. The home teams eight, seven, and one. The overs had another bad week, going six and ten. It's just not working. The public I had at two and three. Public's not terrible this year for some reason. They're around forty-six percent on my my track. Okay. So you never want to be with the public as a rule, but. There you have it. Okay. All right. Let's here are my here are my three picks for the week. Pick number one. I got the football team plus ten and a half at Dallas. 
Now, you might say, what on earth would you be doing picking the football team plus 10.5? They just got run on like crazy by Philadelphia. They had to play on a Tuesday, short week plus travel, and they just got pretty handled by Dallas, even though they came back with a late pick six and made it nervously close two weeks ago at home. Well, they are getting Taylor Heineke back. That's a plus. Dallas is beat up to shit at running back, especially with Zeke Elliott. And last game, Taylor Heineke played his worst game in his young career, and he threw multiple picks, three or four picks. Brutal. Three or four picks in that game against Dallas? I'll look it up. Either way, there's a correction coming. And my new rule, if it feels wrong, it must be right. feels wrong to be on the football team plus 10.5. That's why I'm all over it. I love the woofed plus the big number. Pick number two, Vikings plus three and a half at home against the Rams. Again, who on earth takes the Vikings after that putricious game against the Bears on Monday night? Well, that shapes the line. People see how bad they look and they think they must suck. Now, complicating that is the fact that Dalvin Cook, their number one runner, is out with COVID. That's bad. But I think the Rams, away from home, aren't nearly what they are at home, and I love this game for Minnesota to keep themselves relevant and to stun the Rams in an outright upset. Give me the Vikings, plus three and a half. And my number one pick on the board, my lock and load special, a million stars. The Buccaneers minus 10 this week in a bounce back spot of all bounce back spots. I will take a team that just got zilched with Tom Peter Brady, Thomas Peter Edward Brady Jr. at the helm. It's Buccaneers on the road at Carolina. Road. And they're laying 10. And they just scored zero. It feels wrong, but it's oh so right. Buccaneers by a million. Lock and load. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like you. Ooh, that fire is hot right now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you want to know who the number one selected team so far in public is this week? Who? Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, boy. So I, I like you thinking about the bounce back. I'm just going to say, you're not the only one out I'm there. I'm not the only one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and by the way, the Wolfed is a big square dog pick this week, too. A lot of, there's 60, over 60% of the money oh, on the shit. But I think it's because they're bringing their own benches down to Dallas. <laughs> by the way, that was the dumbest thing ever, bringing their benches to Philly. Like, oh, look, we can do it, too. Shut up. If that isn't the classic, you know, I mean, Dallas did it to us. We're going to do it to you. It was so that bad. That was proof that Dan Snyder is, in fact, still running the team. Yeah. Proof. Because that is only something that little midget would do. Yeah. They wasted money uh, transporting benches. We can waste money transporting benches. Yeah. Okay. Your picks for uh, the week. I, I'm going to go... Um, I'm on some dogs, of course, this week. I like the Bears plus seven versus uh, at Seattle. Uh, I'm kind of running short on Seattle these days. Bears are trying to get better. 
boy. You um, you you pick at a team that scored three points at home until the last zero 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 of the game on the road. That that's ballsy right there. But God bless you. Okay. Yeah. They got the Seahawks who put up a ten. So I know. You know. I know. Okay. I don't see the Seahawks as a cover of a touchdown team right now. If it feels Not wrong, it. it must be right. Yeah, nine out of ten of my picks are usually against somebody, not for somebody. But Fair that's enough. A good point. That's how I vote, uh, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I vote against too. people. <laughs> that's true too. Um, similarly, I'm going to take the Giants plus ten at Philly. Oh my God, Mister yeah, X well, is dumpster diving yeah. right now. I, I'm almost without looking this up. I'm going to say the Giants and Philly play at least two 16-14 games in every year versus each other. Okay. So how can you lay ten? They just seem to always play a game in the teens. Okay. But uh, as my lock, I'm going to go with. Uh, I got to take the Lions plus six and a half at Atlanta. Oh you know, my yeah. God! Yeah. Well, hey, a Bears Giants. Lions trifecta from Mr. Go. X. Well, Whoa! I will tell you this. The, the Lions are 9-5 and five against the number this year. They okay? are. So all the craps about them, I've been, they've won me as much money as just about anybody this year. And by the way, once again, this is a pick against what I consider to be a pretty fraudulent, pretending, competitive team in Atlanta. I'd, so yeah, they're I'd, more likely to start packing it in now that they're virtually kind of eliminated, even though they were never for real. So I just see this as a spot where um, the Lions will probably I, they may they may win that game. The Falcons so I'll take the touchdown there. The Falcons are my paper bag team of 2021. In other words, I don't know what's in there. It could be a, a 40 ounce of malt liquor. It could be a baguette. Like, I don't know anything about Atlanta. I've spent no time watching their games. I don't give a shit about them. I wrote them off as a, as, as a team of consequence that's going to do anything a long time ago. Haven't budged from that, but they're not terrible. But I yeah. literally don't know or think much about yeah. them other than, oh, look, Matt Ryan's still there. And, oh, yeah, Kyle Pitts is pretty good. And that's all I think about. That's it. Well, every Sunday around 3.15, you say, the Falcons played at one. I wonder who they were playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just just to caution you on the Giants, they're strongly considering starting Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm State Farm. They could start the real <laughs> Jake from State Farm, and he's better than Glenn. <laughs> I, I am hoping they start him. Glennon is as bad as you can get. All right, keep the fires raging, Mister X. What a wonderful leisurely chat. I think we, uh, I think we're finally talking now, you and I. <laughs> as good. always, time for the holidays. As always, bet with your head, not over it, and only bet as much as you can afford to win. See you next week. All right, bye, buddy. That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas, everybody. And we will see you on Monday.
More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now. Cancer screen quiz dot com.